0: This is professional wrestling legend, Downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast.
1: It is episode 100, and we are getting ready, talking all things professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 100 of the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am still Mike. I'm still Dan. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. Guys, 100 freaking episodes. 100, and and we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling here. But I wanted to kind of get you guys, you know, I want to kind of look back at our past 100. I want to try to see if I could pick your minds on some of your favorite moments we've gotten to do for, as we since we've been a podcast. We'll start with Dan.
0: Uh, Well, I, bottom line, uh, and, you know, it was absolutely awesome to go to my best friend's house, downtown Bruno, and for two hours sit with him and just talk about anything and everything. It was so awesome um you know if 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 anybody you know hasn't listened to that episode you gotta listen to it we had so much fun doing it and i think we laughed through the whole thing my face was hurting by the end of the by the end of the night <laughs>
1: yep uh and it was awfully hot yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, think yeah. I, I think i i think i sweated out about five pounds
2: and that was that, that was early in our career yeah that was that was early
1: yeah that was episode 30 or something like that i don't know maybe i don't even think it was that far wow. into it Wow. yeah, Mike, let's like, oh, go ahead, uh,
0: I liked uh, interviewing Leva Bates as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a fun
1: one. Mike?
2: The interviews. I mean, we've interviewed a lot of people, mm-hmm. actually, you know, met people through this podcast and have, you know, somewhat become friends with, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the people mm-hmm. that we've interviewed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dustin Starr, which,
1: big news with him, he's going to be like. One of the main hosts of CW thirty or something yeah. like that. I mean, a, a very, very happy for him and all the success he gets. That guy's everywhere. He he just <laughs> he is a
0: self promoting <laughs> machine. A, exactly. That was a, you took the words right out of my yeah. mouth. And, He's a self promoting machine, man.
1: And you know, it's a if you are a local wrestling show, you've got to get Dustin Five Star booked. He's everywhere. He can pr- he'll promote the hell out of it. Oh yeah, we know he will and that's how you get people in the gate so you know dustin five star if you're listening man i consider you a friend i talk to you all the time Go- congratulations on your success with and with the cw30 stars and folks if you run a local wrestling company get dustin five star you're you're lo- if you're not getting dustin five star on your show you're losing out on promotion
2: that's 100 percent true for yeah. episode 100 yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: but you know and it's not uh some things i loved you know i love getting talked to leva bates um amazon andrea who's killing it in nxt right now um, she's got
2: a new name now i cannot remember what it is now and i feel bad for that
1: mary kate no mary kate duggan um i think she's just at amazon andrea or no andrea. She, she just changed oh. it oh um, i'll find it here you know David Starr, who is now getting really big on the independence scene. He got to wrestle in the tournament for Progress Wrestling. The Great Cheyenne. This is someone who I've seen wrestle on YouTube a bunch, and I, I was like, "Man, this girl is something different." And, and she took time out of her day to talk to us. You know, uh, and even local wrestling guys. You know, I've gotten to talk to Mike. Got didn't get to be on this episode, but we've gotten to talk to people like Dell Tucker. You know. Uh, Chris Lex, uh, Der- Alan, Steele. Alan Steele, Derek King, who is a long stay in Memphis wrestling, Downtown Bruno, uh, Sassy Steffi, you know, tons of just great wrestlers. Uh, Golden boy Greg Anthony, which we hope you're healing up right now. Anthony uh, just went through heart surgery.
0: Uh, yeah, and- he, uh, he actually got away with just stints in the heart. They did not have to open him oh, all the way great. up. That's great. And uh, he he should be able to go back in probably about half the time that they originally told him. That's great. But, you know, it's all a matter of time and getting back in shape and everything. But it was fantastic news that they were able to, you know, fix him with just stints and everything. So.
1: But, yeah, Golden Boy, Greg Anthony, and, uh, you know, Kevin Lawler, all sorts of people who have come on this show just to talk wrestling. Then our our friends who we've had on, you know. Dan, we got to have your... One of your oldest friends, Kid Nichols. You know, my yeah. buddies, Fred, Shaggy, those guys over at Trivia Warfare who sent in a take for our 100th episode here. Let's play it
3: hey oversell podcast this is chris along with jonathan hey guys how you doing along with the voice ben hey guys and bob oaks is in the room as well hello and guys Derek, mike dan we just want to say congratulations on a hundred episodes as jonathan can attest doing a hundred episodes of a show is awfully awfully hard we know you guys have put in a lot
0: of work you're doing a fantastic job congratulations on 100 episodes that is a big deal
3: Guys, again, as Jonathan said, congratulations. We're really proud of you, and we're looking for 100 more, and we're also looking forward to having more Trivial Warfare on your show.
1: (laughs) I like it. One of of these days, we're going to bring them over here
3: and uh, work something out on an actual episode of Trivial Warfare. I think they'd like that a lot. But anyway, guys, congrats again, and best of luck on the next 100. Take care, guys.
1: Congratulations, guys. Congrats, guys.
3: Thank you to those
1: guys over at Trivial Warfare. We got to have... Um, we have fans. I know, man. It's so cool. <laughs> it is so nice to them because they're a big-time podcast now. I mean, Trivial Warfare is great. John and Warm It Up Chris and Ben and Carmella and those folks over there, they are fantastic. Chris came on, and I got to say, that was probably another uh, top five episode, fun-wise, for me, was getting to do nothing but wrestling trivia the whole time, yeah,
0: I put that in my top three. That was a really fun episode. It's probably my top you know? one
2: because I've had one hell of a comeback. In yeah, there, that's so. you had. To, <laughs> don't call it a comeback. You were here for years, but I mean, you know,
1: the the introduction of the trivia segment. I think no other wrestling podcast out there is doing anything like that as far as trivia, and we've gotten guys from other podcasts to come on and join us, and it's just been so much fun. We've gotten to team up with uh, other podcasts for. Superpods. <laughs> and you know, and speaking of those guys, let's hear from Ryan from Top Rope Nation.
3: In a world filled with mediocre pro wrestling podcasts, oversell podcasts, you guys stand out above the rest. Congrats on your 100th episode. This is Ryan from the Top Rope Nation podcast, topropepress.com. It's been great working with you guys in the past I know we got some things lined up for the future. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to listening to more of your episodes in the future. Keep up the great work.
1: Thank you, Ryan. And man, Ryan was a lot of fun. Ryan, Kyle, and Justin working with those guys when we did our first ever
4: Superpod
1: right before <laughs> WrestleMania. Um, you know, it, it's just fun because open it doing this podcast. I've made so many friends just from talking wrestling. You know, uh, I've met my buddies, Fred Feltner, over at K-Fabe Connection, letter K-F-A-B-E Connection. Our friend Shaggy. Hey, where do white women at? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, It's always
2: fun when Shaggy's on.
1: Uh, Ryan, Drosty, Top Rope Nation. And, and through that, you know, one thing I love about it is the more I've met, the more I've been opened up to different wrestling. Like, when we first started this podcast, I was mostly watching WWE. Yeah. Met, I met. I ended up hitting it off with Fred and Shaggy, and I got introduced to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we know how much how how much I love New Japan Pro Wrestling, which we got to talk about the G1 blocks. Um, but yeah, that opened up. I met the Mat Men guys, Rich and Andrew, have come on this podcast and talked wrestling and had beaten us in trivia. Uh, Trina, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her Twitter handle right now because I will get it wrong. <laughs> I think she changes like at Trina Del Muerte or something like that. Um who beat me in trivia because of fucking Carlito. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know,
2: it, one of one of my favorite episodes was uh when we had Kyle on and just, it was just talking about the Attitude Era. I yep. mean like the whole episode was just, you know, bringing up funny stuff that happened and memorable things and you know, schooling him on some stuff he's like, you know, that he didn't know about or mm-hmm. never seen before and He was pulling up clips as we were talking to him, just watching him.
1: That's Kyle from the Shark Dropper Network, which we are proud to be a part of, at Shark Dropper on Twitter, at Word of the Bay, or at WOTB Podcast on Twitter, at WOTB Kyle. I mean, those guys are great. Thank you so much for everything you do for us, guys, as far as being our podcast host, right here on Blog Talk Radio and, uh, you know, the, it's just been great having my eyes open. And and this podcast has made me put a little bit more focus on local independent wrestling. You know, Mike, we've gone to go to MEW. We and you went to a show. We had a blast. Yeah. Been to RSWF. We, me and Dan called matches for uh wildfire wrestling over I've at been the to wildfire before yeah i mean what it it's it's great uh mew's now got like a some uh, like a local tv deal so let's see where that goes yeah, i think it
2: was like a saturday morning deal or something yeah
1: so let, hey uh if you guys ever need a play by play mew call your boy and i'll be happy to do <laughs> it for you uh speaking of that i got to make my debut for Committed to wrestling, be sure you check them out on Facebook. Give them a like. Committed to wrestling, they put up one of the videos of the matches. We called um, these two guys from Kentucky uh, is Ray Waddell, the superstar. Ray Ray Waddell versus Teddy King. And what was great is something happened with the um, announcer, and he wrote down his notes wrong. And Ray Waddell comes out and he introduces Teddy King. Well, Ray Waddell is a heel. And that opened it up for the perfect heel promo. He he grabbed the mic from the announcer and said, What's your name? And the announcer said, Well, I'm Dre. Well, you suck at your job, Dre. (laughs) And went on to berate Dre and the crowd. (laughs) And it it was just a perfect heel moment. And then Teddy King comes out. And these two guys beat the hell out of it. It was a hardcore rules match. And it ended uh, with Ray Waddell putting Teddy King. He did a Death Valley driver through... Two tables stacked on top, or no, two chairs stacked on top of a table. It was the craziest wow. looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was violent. It was a great match, and I was happy I got to call it. Other matches we had that night, uh, we had the Big Four qualifiers for the Committed to Wrestling Championship, and the first match was Reno Diamond, who I think came out of retirement for this, taking on the Nephilim, Damone Salavino.
0: Yeah, Damon uh Damone was actually trained uh by me and Kevin Nickel. Yep. Uh, and um uh, we also uh I've also wrestled Reno Diamond, which you know, uh, awesome 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 talent. Yep. Love Reno.
1: Uh, the other part big the other match in that title was the Human Juggernaut,
0: Bishop Cage. Oh boy. Take,
1: <laughs> taking on the man, he put on the shelf 8 months earlier, the King of pal the master of lexicution, Chris Lex. Wow. These guys came out of the gate just destroying each other, throwing shots left and right. I mean, it was a back and forth match and it was fun to call. I was excited. I mean, the ma- it, when you're calling a match like that, when the wrestlers come in and they just go off to a hot start, it's such an easy match to call. There's a great oh, yeah. there's a great story to tell. Because, you know, Chris Lex was put on the shelf eight months due to an injury by Bishop Cage. And Bishop Cage was going to finish what he started eight months ago. Story's right there to tell. I, we told it. It was a great match. It was a great show. Other matches, we saw the uh, Connor Gage take on Mr. Perfect, Perfect, Connor <laughs> Evans. Uh, very entertaining match. But after the match, we saw the debut of this guy named Austin Towers. This dude is a legit seven feet tall came out and just destroyed both of them. Then we had Ray Waddell taking on Teddy King in the match that you can watch on the Committed to Wrestling Facebook page. And we also had the Duchess, Eyes Ali, taking on the party princess, Kayla Lynn, in a great match. So those matches are going to be rolling out on Facebook. Be sure you check them out, Committed to Wrestling. I'll see if I can't get them on YouTube and get them on the oversell page or something like that. But uh, yeah, I was really happy with how the show went I thought we did it. We, you know, the crowd was all right. I th- hopefully, that crowd will grow the more, the more of these shows they put on and their name gets out there. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, and I uh, survived my first night of commentary.
2: Congratulations!
1: Yeah, I didn't get hurt, and I didn't get a wrestler you mad at me like Dre did. So. <laughs> and like I, I'm just, I, my objective was to not piss off Bishop Cage at all that night.
0: Well, that's a good objective. <laughs> and the fact that
2: you're still here means you. You did that perfectly.
0: <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> Dan, anything going on with NDA, NWA Smoky Mountain up there?
0: Uh, well, we had um, let's see, what was uh summer Cl- summer bash? Uh, I forgot what the last event name we had. Um, well, we had we had our we had our uh, summer clash summer bash event. I believe it's one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, we we had a really good show. Um, you know, um, we had uh, Chase Owens uh, defending his title against Sean Schultz, uh, who had me announce him as the Emperor of the Eye Gouge. Um, <laughs> and i I thought that was pretty funny. And then he came out, and he every just about every time he could, he stuck a finger in Chase's eye. You know, so they work that into the match. Man, that was it was so entertaining. Uh, you know, Chase is Chase is always fun and entertaining as it is and everything. Um, you know, but when he he works somebody like uh, like Sean Schulzer there, you know it's it's so much more. You know, because both guys are good workers and both guys are, are good entertainers. They have that experience factor. So you know, you know you're going to see something special when when two guys like that get together. Um, main event was uh, the NWA Smoky Mountain TV title in a cage match against, uh, it was Chris Richards who was the current champion versus Axton Ray, and uh, this, one, uh, this one was uh, pretty wild. Uh, Chris Richards' arm, I mean, the only way I could describe the wound that he got on his arm was it basically looked like somebody hit him with a cheese grater. Um, he had multiple lacerations on his arm from hitting the cage at one point. And, uh, his arm was bleeding pretty good. Um, so, but you know, that's expected to happen in something like a cage match. So, um, the end of the match saw Axton escaping the cage and becoming the new NWA, uh, Smoky Mountain TV champion. However, Immediately as soon as he hit the ground, he was jumped by uh Devon um and Jordan Cage. Um and no, no relation to Bishop Cage, folks. What's that? I said no relation to Bishop Cage. No relation to Bishop Cage, no. This or, is about a or Johnny with Cage. nothing white dude. <laughs> so but uh Jordan Cage, Austin Tyler Morris uh Chris Richards and Devin I uh, forgot his last name. Oh crap. And I'm going to hate myself for doing that cuz he was he cut one of the most awesome promos. Um they reformed a group that was a that was originally formed by NWA promoter Tony Givens uh called the Illuminati. And uh you know, pretty much uh Four Horsemen style, you know. Got in the ring and ganged up on Axton Ray and uh, locked the cage behind him, you know, as they came into the cage and was making sure nobody was entering the cage to get a hold of Axton So, um, and help him out. And, you know, the wild finish and everything, and it saw Tony, uh, you know, get up in the face of these guys because, you know, this was originally Tony's group. This was his thing that he created. And Tony got on the mic and cut a really scathing promo on these guys uh, at the end of the night, and uh, so a lot of emotions and everything running wild and crazy that night. And you know, um, there was a fatal four-way, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and look up the NWA uh, Facebook page so I get these guys right, um, and I quit, you know, calling Devin by. His non-full name.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, during the match I called for Chris Gage and Mr. Perfect, I kept calling Chris Gage Chris Angel. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and he he is a black dude that looks nothing like Chris Angel. I don't know why I kept saying Chris Angel. So I'm probably going to get yelled at for that one. I'll have to apologize Devin, profusely. Devin
0: Driscoll. It's Devin Driscoll. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um. Sorry, Devin, if you're listening, uh, but uh, yeah, Devin Devin Driscoll uh, is out of Knoxville. He's an in, he's an independent uh, talent out of Knoxville, and the last, let me see the ep, the no, I keep trying to say episode or something like that because we are on TV, but uh, the last uh, the event we had before this one, uh, Devin was tagging with Iron Man Rob Conway and turned heel and, uh, you know, jump iron man, Rob Conway for a second, or I don't, I don't think he jumped him. I I remember him shoving him or something. So there was some little bit of heat between those two guys. And, uh, you know, then Devin Driscoll comes back this episode and, and he's, uh, you know, turning full fledged heel and stuff. So, uh, and Devin Driscoll had a match earlier in the night and it was against Tracer X and those guys were crisp. I mean, it was solid uh, Devin at one point gave Tracer X a German suplex that sent him from one corner of the ring to the other corner. And, uh, you know, that, that tells you the size of Devin Driscoll because Devin's, Devin's kind of a big boy. He's a tall boy. Um, and you know, Tracer X doesn't, is not tall, but he's muscular. So, but, uh, Tracer X went flying all the way from one side of the ring to the other as far as that, uh, German suplex goes. Uh, Toby Farley defended his NWA Smoky Mountain Empire Championship uh, against Lenny Stratton and his wife Nicole Payne, and there was a spot during this match where Nicole Payne got involved and got got in the ring, got on the second rope to get involved, and jumped off and tried to Hurricane Rana Toby Farley. And Toby basically spun her around a couple of times, lifted her up into a powerbomb position, and landed her in a backcracker position. It was oh, sick nice. looking. <laughs> nice. So this is uh, this is actually on the NWA Smoky Mountain Facebook page. That clip of that move and the clip of uh, Devin Driscoll, uh, German suplexing Tracer X from one side of the ring to the other, that clip is on the NWA Smoky Mountain webpage too. Um. Let me see here. Let me get back to the Summer Bash. It's called Summer Bash, not Summer Clash. Uh, <laughs> summer Fest. Uh, summer Bash. <laughs> um, so let's see. Jeff Conley, a uh, shocker, defeated Jason Kincaid. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Conley was, uh with Rogue Six right now Is a little group um, of about six guys. And they all come out in full force every time one of them has a match. And uh, Jeff Conley, <laughs> Jason Kincaid came out and the music cut and one of the back doors of the arena opened up and a man in a chicken suit walks in the door. And this sounds like the the opening line to a joke. It really does. But it's it, it's actually what happened. <laughs> Was it Mongo? Uh, and was it Prince Mongo? This was, this was straight out of Family Guy. Okay, <laughs> the chick, the guy in the chicken suit, and Jason Kincaid began fighting, and you know everybody was like, "What? Wait a minute! Hold on for a second!" And he Kincaid fought the chicken guy off and threw him right back out the the door of the arena that he came in and everything, and then he headed to the ring you know, to do the match with Jeff Conley. And so, you know, it took everybody a minute to catch on, but it was a family guy tribute basically. So then, you know, King, the match goes on and, uh, the psychology of this match basically was that everyone that tried to interfere with the match looked into Kincaid's eyes and saw how serene and peaceful he was and decided that they weren't going to touch him. (laughs) And, you know, Conley, of course, is the only one who's doing any damage because he's working him over. But there's four guys and a girl on the outside of the ring that are constantly like, oh, I'm going to go over and I'm going to choke Jason Kincaid. And Kincaid just looks into their eyes and he's, oh, I can't do it. He's just he's just so peaceful. I don't understand. You know, and they kind of just kind of glance off into the, into the sky or something, you know, and, and like, you know, Kincaid mesmerized him. And so then the final of the of the match was that um, <laughs> Kincaid uh, had Conley in the ring and the the uh, girl that's with him, her name escapes me at the moment, uh, she got up on the apron and him and he, Kincaid and the girl were staring at one another. Well, that gives this seven-foot behemoth Travis Lee time to get into the ring from the other side. And the, the referee's distracted trying to get the girl out of the ring. So, Kincaid turns around and he looks for a second at Travis Lee. Like, you know, this whole mesmerizing thing is going to work on Travis Lee. So then, like, he smiles at Travis Lee and gives Travis Lee a hug. Well, Travis Lee picks him up and uh, does basically the world's strongest slam to uh, Jason Kincaid. And then Jeff Conley was able to pick up the win on that uh, after the, you know, the girl gets down and quits distracting the referee. So that was a dodgy... uh, dodgy into a good match but still Jeff Conley got the win it was shock win and Jeff Conley you know he deserves a little bit of notoriety he's a pretty good worker so um but uh on to a fatal four-way match and these guys in my opinion they didn't get enough time but the time they got they utilized to the max uh this was a hell of a match uh Caleb Courageous Corey Storm Chase Jordan and Draco and Caleb courageous came away with the win on this. This was one of the fastest fatal four-way matches I think I've ever seen. Um, even, and that's including TV. Um, this, this was one of the fastest paced fatal four-way matches I've ever seen. Um, and you know, it, it came with a great end, great clean end with Caleb courageous, getting the pin and everything after, um, I can't remember the exact move I, he he used, but it was a hell of a move. Uh, and all four of these guys did an excellent job on that match. so but uh, that let's see, and our first match of the night was the newly crowned NWA Smoky Mountain Tag team champions, the Jones Boys. Um, they won a tag team turmoil gauntlet, um, last defeating the Cross brothers. And after the match, the Cross Brothers refused to shake their hands. Um, So the match uh, also included Wild Bill and Travis Lee, the G-Squad, Austin Tyler Morris, and Chris Shane, and another tag team called Los Chicanos. And all of these tag teams are mainstays in this area. Um, I keep emphasizing, I've never seen a tag team, you know, rich area as it is on this side of the state it amazes me and all of these tag teams look like they've been wrestling together for years they know they know each other very well they know uh, you know their partners very well
1: dan i think we lost dan 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 A lot going on oh dan we lost you there for a minute
0: yeah, I'm sorry. That was my uh, controller cutting out. Uh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, where, where did I where did I stop talking?
1: Uh, I don't know where exactly it cut you off at. What you were exactly. okay.
0: Well, the, the let's see the um, about
2: how rich the tag very team rich. area
0: was. Yeah, yeah. It, it it always amazes me how rich this area is in tag teams. Memphis is not this rich in tag teams. You know. Um, these and all of these guys over here, and I I would attribute this to School of Morton being just down the street, um, you know, because you know Ricky Morton's a one of the most greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know I would attribute that to being you know, you know, food for thought that there's so many tag teams in this area. Um, but you know, like I said, Memphis doesn't even have this many tag teams and this many well known tag teams. Cross Brothers. Uh, Los Chicanos, um, the formerly air America, now they're called the savages. Um, you know, it's one, the Jones boys, one, one tag team after another, it just, it just amazes me. And you know, all of, all of these tag teams work well together and they know that they know each other and they know their partners, you know, and they all act like they've been wrestling for years. So, you know, it's always refreshing to see any of these tag teams in action. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much uh, Summer Bash in a large nutshell. <laughs> so. so a little
1: bit of breaking news that I just uh, saw on my uh, Facebook feed. Penta L Zero M robbed at gunpoint in Mexico. For wow. those who don't know, that is Pentagon Jr. or Pentagon Dark now in Lucha Underground. Pro Wrestling Sheet has learned Penta L Zero M was mo- robbed at gunpoint, earliest morning, by three men on motorcycles who pulled up on him while he was taking an Uber to the airport. Sources close to Penta, F.K.A. Pentagon Jr., say he was on his way to the airport to travel to Seattle for a Defy wrestling event when three masked men on motorcycles suddenly surrounded the vehicle. The men each pulled out guns and approached the vehicle, then took his wallet, keys, cell phone, and backpack containing his mask, gear, and necessary paperwork needed to travel. We're told Penta pleaded with the thieves to let him keep the bag, but they ignored his request. Pentagon was not harmed or injured, so he attempted to travel without his passport afterward, but he was refused by officials in Mexico City. Due to this fact, Penta L0M will not be wrestling for Defy tonight. Once his paperwork issue has been resolved, he'll be able to resume traveling to the United States for work. A rep for Pentagon confirmed the facts of this story. Uh, that was broke by Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet. He's a great follow on Twitter. Uh <laughs> He he gets a lot of scoops. So if you're not following him on Twitter, I think it's at Ryan Satin, it's at Ryan Satin and Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm gonna try to get him on the show sometime. Yeah, I know he's a busy dude, but he can take 15 minutes to talk to us. <laughs> so uh, I've got another shout out. I've got a play here from our friend Chris at the BYOCB podcast. Oh yeah, Oversell Podcast 100 episode. Dig it. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Oh. The Oversell Podcast is turning 100. Whoa, yes!
3: Derek and the boys from the Oversell
1: Podcast, I want to wish you a happy 100th episode and let you know that I love you. Oversell Podcast, this is Chris from down in Florida wishing you all a happy 100th episode. That's a big deal, guys. 100 episodes, everyone has a podcast, but not everyone has a good podcast, and you guys put out good content. Enjoy your next 100 episodes, keep doing the good work, and we appreciate everything that you all do over there at the Oversell Podcast. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris, And and I'm going to say this about Chris. Chris. There would be no oversell podcast without Chris. Uh, I found him. He did a Buccaneers podcast that I thought was extremely well, and I told him what I wanted to do, and he said, we got to find your niche when you do this. Niche, 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 niche. How do you say that? Exactly. That word. Yeah. Just like, like that. But, um,
0: <laughs> Something like that. Uh,
1: but there would be no oversell podcast with all the advice and the phone calls and stuff like that, and that, you know, questions about Mixer and this, that, and the other, and mics and stuff like that. There would be... No oversell podcast without Chris. Chris, thank you so much. You are awesome for sending that in, man. And and one day I'm going to get you on this show somehow, some way. I may have to fly down to Florida and kidnap you and bring you back to Memphis, which would I, why I, I have that much disposable money. And I'll be excited for. You think you could just <laughs> take the equipment down there and yeah, and hit him <laughs> over the head and he wakes up <laughs> like you're going to record this podcast, brother. So. Uh, anything y'all want to talk about as far as the big wrestling this week? Any Mike, what do you?
2: Well, since we didn't do an episode last week, uh, I am very happy that Mike and Maria canellis are now that, in WWE. Yeah, yes,
1: I, yeah. I thought that was I like what they're doing with them too. How he's because they did something kind of like that in Impact where he was um. Really, impact. Infatu- he was the miracle. I know he's the miracle, but he still was like head over heels for his wife and right stuff like that. But yeah, you know. And I got kind of pissed when I watched SmackDown this week because Sami Zayn interrupted the promo. <laughs> like, don't interrupt Mike <laughs> and Maria.
2: I love their their <laughs> like eighties power ballad. You oh know, yeah, that intro
1: song is great, man. It, it's so great. What uh, uh, thoughts on them having to redo the uh? women's ladder match or women's money in the bank match
2: i think they should have left it alone
1: you think so i mean
2: like you know yeah there could have been controversy that you know ellsworth got involved and he was the one who but i don't think that they needed to do a whole nother ladder match i mean the ladder matches and money in the bank itself it's it's one of those special matches i mean it shouldn't you shouldn't have two of those matches and within two weeks Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, they I, they could have just done something, you know, you know, ha, like a, a gauntlet match or something to see who ended up with it or, you know, something like that. They didn't have to go and pull the whole ladder thing again.
1: Thoughts on what they're doing with Lana?
0: I don't know what they're doing with Lana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll be honest. There's like, uh, so I th- thought that the company was going to get behind her and have her take that title away from Naomi first match. But that didn't happen. And then she beats her on SmackDown this past week with, like, in a minute or so, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea what they're doing with Lana.
2: But now she did, like, Lana even posted a picture that, like, her shoulder wasn't down during the pin. And, you know, she wants a, a fair rematch. And
1: Here's mm-hmm. here's where I think they're going now with Lana. For those that don't know and those that don't have Netflix, you should get it just to watch Glow. Yes. But it's um, great. it is. You know they didn't have an idea. I think you know they had her do this dancing character. But this past week, when I saw her come out in the outfit she did, she she came out in. Uh, she's got the big hair. You know she's got. You see those tan tights underneath her uh, outfit and stuff. Mm-hmm. She is going to be WWE's reaction to Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling on Netflix. I could see that. I think that's where now that they had that now they have a real. Um, a real idea for her. I think just her doing the burlesque dancing or whatever dancing gimmicks just do not work.
2: Not for very long. Not for
1: very long. Fandango, you know, you had your fifteen minutes. You know, You had that after Raw Mania crowd, and that was it. Um, But he's
2: doing great now, though.
1: Oh, but but that's because he's not doing dancing, right? It's the fat, the The fashion, fashion
0: the fashion files things that I'm seeing online are just absolutely hilarious. The the one of the one I a few weeks ago when he see- had the
2: uh, – when it showed him backstage and he had the, the the old cell phone. Yeah. And it just said, you know, property of Paulie <laughs> That was fucking great.
1: Um, but, yeah, uh, that's where I think they're going with Lana. She's going to end up being their answer to Glow. And it'd be funny to see if there's a little bit more uh, reaction to that. As far well, as the supposedly wrestler, the
0: reaction this week from glow coming out was that the women were in the main events, you yeah know.
1: that's that's a good point. that's a good point. So, have, have you guys watched any of it
0: i I have not watched glow yet, but I am planning on it i I've definitely heard nothing but good things from everyone about it.
2: I've made so. it through the
0: entire season I'm, i am I
1: just watched the fourth or fifth episode, and it's good. Mark Marin is great on that show yeah Allison yeah. uh, Bree, I think is killing it. Uh, i like that karma's on it
2: yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of cameos throughout the entire yeah. alex,
1: alex riley a rye yeah um joey ryan uh that don't tell me more cameos other than that i mean yeah. i'm spoiling everything well i mean uh
2: johnny mundo was in johnny the first mundo, episode
1: yep yep brodus clay you know what you know what part i really went nuts at with Goliath I mean, Jackson's other son other yeah. than Brodus Clay. I was like, that guy looks f-. I heard the like, Oh, shit it's Carlito and yeah. that hairstyle, <laughs> that hairstyle he has on that show is just great. It is uh, hilarious.
2: just so you know Dan, it's his hairstyle. He's still got like the huge like fro, only it's, yeah. he's got it combed down into like a butt cut.
1: It's Oh wow. No, it's not <laughs> even a butt cut. It's it's parted to a side and it's like it's like he took it from you know, it was a straight-up fro, and then just, like, put his hands on it and push down. Yeah. That's that all he fantastic. did with it. It, it, is, <laughs> it is great, but, uh, you know, it, when I first saw the um, bigger black one, I'm like, man, she looks familiar. And then I realized, oh, crap, that's karma.
0: It took me forever to awesome. realize
1: that. Awesome. That's awesome Kong. Yeah. That's
0: great. Kia, Kia Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's that's her, man.
1: So it, I think it's a it's hilarious. And hers
2: isn't a cameo. I mean, like no, she's a, she's a part of the cast. Yeah. You know, every single episode. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's
1: been fun, and it actually makes me want to go back and like dig up old YouTube videos of Glow because there's um there's a video on YouTube you can watch, and it's some of the girls from Glow rapping about their characters, <laughs> and it is hilarious, and it's like so eighties tastic because all the characters. Well, no,
0: that was that was a different company. That was actually Russellicious.
1: You sh- now. I've looked up. It was Glow.
0: Really? Yeah, it was Glow. Well, maybe Restalicious redid it then. Maybe, and, maybe. And uh, but this, Glow people were actually the originators of that.
1: Yeah, this, this was, I made sure to look up the Glow wrap, and I mean, it It was so, over. you know, everything was just over the tops, and it had like these, two of the women's were like housewives, and they just kept arguing about things, and they had like the green paint all over their face, and their hair was in curlers and stuff like that, and like they just were New Jersey housewives just bickering back and forth. So <laughs> I it it was it was great, you know. I remember I remember catching that show as a kid every so often.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, me too, you know. I, I I catch that every so often and everything. I think my mom actually watched it. <laughs> but that I don't remember her keeping me up cuz I think it came on late like on a Friday or a Sunday or something that like that. That sounds about right. You yeah. know, and I want to
1: say like it was you know, sometimes it may have run on like a weird channel for wrestling like espn or something like that or i could be wrong that was so long ago but yeah go check out glow rust glow on netflix i guarantee you won't be let down don't watch it with your kids that is (laughs) that is the only thing it's not it's not not yeah it's not family programming yeah they are okay there is a lot of um female nudity in this show okay so just so you know for
0: in a lot of language
1: yeah, the, and well, and that that's all coming from Mark Maron too.
0: Yeah, but
1: stuff is great.
0: That's, really is. So he's he's the he he is the epitome of a southern promoter. Then exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know he, the premise is he's a failed movie
1: maker, and now like
2: B horror movie director. Not,
1: not even B. I bet you those things are like C or D. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just it's just hilarious. Um. Let's see, what else happened in, uh anything we want to talk about on Raw?
2: The Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar stuff has been great.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, I love that lead-up. That lead-up is awesome. And, you know, I I want to say now that I know the end result, but I don't. You know, that's, <laughs> what, that's how good this lead-up is yeah. being, you know? So, you know, it, it would be awesome if Joe beat brock you know it would be awesome because you know so far joe's got his number Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm, i wouldn't be surprised i mean i know we're not even near like doing predictions or anything but i really wouldn't be surprised if joe wins in some fashion where he doesn't walk out with the title though you know he, he he shows his power and you know you know his strength and
0: that he he is he keeps on he keeps on the coquina coach for too long or something like that you know like he won't let go of it even after he let brock pass out and he won the title you know and the decision gets reversed back to brock or something
2: easily you know i could
0: see i could see them stringing this along for a couple of pay-per-views i really could because this build-up has been awesome
2: and i don't think it's it's probably you know just originally booked as like a one and done type thing but i think they're Hopefully they'll see how good of a fan reaction they're getting from this, and they'll they'll you know string it out a little bit longer.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Choking out Brock Lesnar, you know, and the way he's doing it is great. Um, I think it actually it's supposed to be heel tactics, but it's making Joe more of a face. Yeah, <laughs> because it's Brock Lesnar. Um, I think the lead up for Braun and Roman was great this past week. I loved it when Braun threw him into the. Uh, a, Ambulance. Yep. I almost said ambulance. Amber lamps. Amber lamps. Amber <laughs> We are smart. We went to the library. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, so Braun. I think I'm so happy Braun is back. Uh, Sasha Banks won a gauntlet match in which they made even in defeat. Nia Jax came out of that looking so damn strong. Right. I mean, she went through. You know, all the women's roster on Raw pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Except for Alexa Bliss. And I think she came out of that looking strong <laughs> as hell. And But you're going to get Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss at Great Balls of Fire.
2: And then they announced for uh, SmackDown, they're bringing back the Punjabi prison yeah, match. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> it's, it's Randy Orton, so it's going to be a shit match anyway. So you say. It's Randy Orton. So no, no one really cares about the main title on SmackDown.
2: I'm into this feud. Nah, I really think they're yeah, doing great with Jinder Mahal.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're doing great with Jinder Mahal, but it's Randy Orton. I mean, it's it's it, I'm more interested in what's going on with like Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles and Kevin Owens and stuff like that with the US title than I am with the major title, with the main title.
2: Yeah, but it's only because you hate Randy Orton.
1: Well, cuz Randy Orton sucks. Are we going to go into this again? <laughs>
2: All right, well, if we want to segue into something that sucks, uh, there was just a little tidbit here about uh, Scott Steiner.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard he had some. He- <laughs> it, it,
2: it's ridiculous. He makes he made the claim, let's see, uh, during a conference call to promote the Slammiversary pay-per-view, which he is going to be wrestling in Slammiversary for Impact Wrestling, Scott mm-hmm. Steiner claimed that he slept with 15,000 women in a one-year period.
1: All right, so I just did the math on that. Yeah, and the math is right <laughs> here. The, the math is right here. That means yeah. he slept with forty-one women a day. A day for a year. There's not there's that's, <laughs> there's 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 not enough pills in the world to no. keep you your cock that hard. For one, that's you would never re- sleep.
0: That's the reason he can't walk around normally. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's always chafing that old Scott Steiner. Oh yeah, yeah. I read I read the um, Ryan Satin. I read he put out like all the um, topics that could be discussed for that conference call. And mm-hmm. it was one of the most bizarre things I think I've ever seen as far as a conference media call goes. Let me see if I can find it.
2: Because I'm sure you know how many people Scott Steiner's been with in a year was probably right at the top of their list to sell yeah. a pay-per-view.
1: Hold on. I'm pulling up Ryan Satin's Twitter feed, at Ryan Satin. But that
2: kind of shows where Impact Wrestling is.
1: Let's see. Uh, I'm
0: totally confused by the whole, you know, impact buying GFW now yeah. and doing all that and combining companies. And I'm like, because it's like, okay, Jarrett founded TNA and then he founded GFW. And now the company that Jarrett founded bought the company that Jarrett founded and made him a board member. Yeah, of the company he founded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre, you know. So it's like, and then it's like, oh my god, my head just exploded. You know? <laughs> and the thing is, like
1: a lot of the
2: people in Global Force originally came from TNA and Impact, so now they're just going back to where they came from—that they were trying to get away from.
0: Well, they—they they recently, Impact recently. Um, let go of like three or four guys. Let their contracts expire. And uh, I want to say, uh, Al Snow, who was a back backstage road agent yeah. for him, and uh, his performer. his yeah. contract expired. Um, the my, Mike and Maria they let their contract expire.
1: Well, and here's the interesting thing on that: they almost resigned with Impact, mm-hmm. and. Kevin, he was texting with Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens is like, "Wait, don't sign it yet. Just, <laughs> just come here." And mm-hmm. he and they, thank God he didn't, because now Mike and Marie on SmackDown. I am yes. so pumped to see those, those guys. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I see some notes from the call, from the media call.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I remember the list. It was a bizarre one. It really was, because I was just like, "Wait a minute, what?" Let's see, almost there. Uh, Um. I think it's still hilarious they put his name or they put his picture up at the Hall of Fame ceremony (laughs) still (laughs) as he ain't getting in you know (laughs) it's the one guy you know it's the one guy you've got the picture of at the security desk and not let into the Hall of Fame ceremony
1: I can't find it I thought I may have I may have, but it's just some of the stuff, like talking about big booty freaks or something like that, or uh, let's talk, oh, here we go, here's something um, you guys can talk about while I try to find this, what, the Miz TV segment on Raw this week, Mike, your thoughts?
2: Uh, well, I haven't actually watched it yet, so I don't have many thoughts on it, but the whole uh, they, LeVar Ball thing, I did see that small segment. Personally, I don't know anybody that's really a fan of LaVar Ball. He's just, to me, he all he's doing is he's trying to take the spotlight from his son, who just made it to the NBA. He's trying to ride the coattails, and he wants to be famous himself because he couldn't hack it when he was younger and playing basketball. But, I mean, for months, this guy's been talking about, you know, he could have beat Michael Jordan in his prime, and, you know, he could beat anybody in the NBA right now, and... You know now he's saying his kids could beat Michael Jordan and I mean yeah it's great it, hyping it's, up your kids and all but
1: I get that he is trying the main what he's trying to do is bring bring names to his... or get people to his big baller brand which Yeah, that he's it,
2: charging five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes if you pay five, there you go. if
1: you pay five hundred dollars <laughs> for a pair of shoes please report to my house and pay my student loans <laughs> because you've got the money to, who needs who's gonna spend $500 on a fucking pair of shoes. Sorry to curse, but I mean, it's, it's, that's ridiculous. That's a different type of podcast here, but
0: you know, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't see the appeal that they brought to the show for one thing. It was just a bad idea overall bringing them on, mm-hmm. you know, and to bring someone on that constantly goes into business for themselves constantly I mean it's there's record of it on freaking ESPN live you know that you know freaking the the ball guy goes into business for himself and just thinks you know his boy is the greatest thing of all time I don't I don't understand what the reasoning was to bring those guys into a scripted segment on raw and think that they were going to hold to the script you know because if it's very obvious they didn't
2: right And the the one thing I saw was this was all Vince's idea, and he wanted, you know, since they were in L.A. and uh, Lonzo Ball just got drafted to the Lakers, he wanted to be the first one to bring in Lonzo Ball into that arena. You know, he Mm -hmm. wanted it to be on his show and – you know. and
0: see, you're the only one that figured that out., yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to be told that because I'm not a basketball fan, right. So I wouldn't have known that unless you said that. Yeah, so that it does that that reasoning doesn't make sense to me, but it does sound like something Vince would do. Yeah, absolutely.
1: yeah, I don't. i I thought that was one of the worst segments, and that's saying something. That the WWE is pulled off was just having these modes. Well, they're not even happy about it now.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean they yeah. realize well, sure that they, they, aren't. they screwed up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well they had the N word twice in the segment, yeah. so by
2: yeah. a fifteen year old kid.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all right. They'll never be on there again, and you don't have to worry about these morons on rest on WWE ever again. I
0: hope I hope his picture goes up to next to Scott Steiner's at the <laughs> Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> at the security desk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well let's uh take a quick anything else you guys want to get through from wrestling this week.
2: Just real quick. Uh I actually really enjoyed the the Money in the Bank pay per view. Okay. I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but it was all right. I, I I I was I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it was all right. Um
2: and I really, really believed that Lana was gonna win the title that night.
1: That's a lot of people did, you know, she just got thrown in the match mm. and it would be it wouldn't have been a surprise yeah. if she would have walked away. But yeah, it was it was a good card. It's a good card. The Money in the Bank matches were good. Yeah, I'm I'm happy Baron Corbin's carrying the brief the briefcase for right now.
0: And the Ascension was on there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm over
0: that, the. That uh the fashion file segment. Did you see that? It was like we didn't attack you at, at Money in the Bank. We just wanted to be on the card. Yeah. Hey, oh, <laughs> before we before we take a, um, a, a
1: take a break, thoughts on um the Enzo Big Cass split up.
0: You knew it had I, to happen. I don't. I I i I get that to me, this is just the main roster people continually crapping on what they get from nXt
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know they they were handed like an ultimate face tag team. And they never won the tag titles in NXt <laughs> And now you got them split up, and they never won the tag titles on the raw mm-hmm. roster. So, you know, it, I mean, you got handed a great gimmick that everybody chants to every time they come out, and it's an awesome gimmick, you know. I, I've got different friends that hate it or whatever, for whatever reason, they find it annoying, you know, and especially in the, like, the closed face group Facebook group that I'm in, you know, uh, the MMA and cool kids talk and stuff. Uh, i'm in that constantly and the guys just hate enzo for whatever reason i don't know but i to me enzo is entertaining i love enzo you know and i, I love the promos he cuts he can he can cut a uh, he could cut a nine hour long promo if he wanted to just talking about somebody and he's talking would, about one person
2: and people would you know? sit there and listen to it
0: yes because they don't know what he's going to say you know is and you know if he if he feels like you know, I feel like Enzo's got creative control of that because if I think if he if he feels like the the crowd's not responding to something, he goes in a different direction and he gets them to respond. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, Enzo's a great promo guy to take that away from Cass, and this is this is feast or famine for Cass. I got you know, s- this is this is going to be you know, a Cass, I've seen Cass cut some good promos, and and but, I- and he continuously do it. I, past two weeks, I
1: think he's done it. The pat that the promo when they broke up, that was one of the best promos Cass has cut in his career. Right, right. I thought, and I thought he hit every note on it. Some people may not have thought that, but I thought what he's done since this heel turn has been
0: great as far as his mm-hmm. promos go. So. One of the and most. See, I'm like, I'm thinking more like longevity though. Yeah, I you think know? he'll be. This able is to like, hold yeah, up. you've got this opportunity to break the tag team up. It always seems like. You know, in in turning point moments like that, guys, they cut great promos. But the longevity of the character on its own, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm focusing on is like long term. Yeah, Cass is a big guy. And maybe if they get him away from the jersey gimmick and give him something else, you know, let him cut off on his own and do his own thing and think up of another character or something. But get him away from the jersey stuff, you know let him set off on his own and get his own little thing going and set him completely apart from certified G and a bona fide stud and da 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 da. You know, set him completely apart from that. Um you know, that's what that's more what I'm thinking. Mm. And sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you were about to talk.
2: No, I was just the one of the biggest shocks about this split up is apparently Enzo and Cass have more uh, like shop items, and you know, for sale, and you know, merchandise, different merchandise, you know, for each of them. Than even John Cena. Wow! And they spread. And it's on out. sale
0: right now at <laughs> www.shop.com <laughs> for twenty <Exactly>. percent off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they typically don't mess with the people that are big sellers.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of funny. Uh, and the last thing I want to get your thoughts on thoughts on the Miz's new entourage that he has now. I love it.
0: You love it? I do, too. I love it. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas need to be on TV.
1: Yep, and I think I'm glad they picked two guys that could have had less going on because I like seeing these guys in the ring.
2: I've always liked Curtis Axel. Yeah, I've
0: always liked Curtis, too. I I
1: always liked Michael McGillicuddy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or what? what, what that yeah, was, his that was his name, name yeah, yep.
2: Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> so,
1: and it, it's interesting to see Bo Wall, Bo Dallas, Bo Wallace, and Bo, Bo Wallace, Bo Dallas, <laughs> Bo Wallace. He, he looks kind of like half Bray Wyatt, half Jack Swagger now with his singlet. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 well, let's take a quick break when we come back. Mike's got a trivia segment for us, and we'll do our Superstar of the Week. This is the Oversell Podcast,
2: number 100. 100.
1: So go. Welcome back to episode 100 over the, of the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast, and the website is OversellPodcast.com. Go there and check out the Amazon link underneath the main player. You can also follow me on Twitter at Derek D E R I C K O V E R S E L L.
2: I thought it was Oversell Pod.
1: OversellPod.com. <laughs> Oversellpod.com dot yes, com. Oversell we made pod. changes. Oversell pod. <laughs> pod. <laughs> pod.
0: But I am at wolfmike Twenty Three, and I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out, and I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews.
1: Well, guys, I think it's time for a little wrestling trivia.
0: Is it time?
4: Can you feel it? It's time, it's time for a little bit of.
1: Wrestling Trivia It's that time, it's your favorite part The only reason you listen to this podcast is to get to this trivia segment <laughs> And this week, it is all on Mike Mike, you got the show
2: Figured I would do it this time since I totally won the last one Shut up Shut <laughs> <laughs> up Hey, I will forever be known as good housekeeping, Wolf uh,
0: That's right. I'll forever be known as
1: Chihuahua Shropel.
2: In your defense, though, I could totally see Al Snow doing that. That's exactly what I thought.
1: Because I think you know, there was a t- a, t- a thing where he was doing um, his around the world gimmick. And I know for one of the countries, he had a Chihuahua. Yeah. He had a Chihuahua. That's the only reason I thought of it.
2: All right. Well, this week, being that we just had Money in the Bank a couple weeks ago, and there's been ladder match since then, this entire trivia segment is dealing with ladder matches. Okay. And I've... This is all just WWE. No other you know, promotions or anything like that. We're just sticking with WWE, because it's the most accessible right now. Uh... Kind of doing the trivial warfare type you know oh, setup uh, oh. not doing as long basically
1: shout out to at trivial warfare yeah uh at warm it up chris at t w a warm up Chris
2: we do have a warm up round uh we are doing it just a uh, one point each just typical list type one where we go back and forth okay. three strike rule applies then we'll have a couple rounds uh we'll basically do two rounds a half time and then two more rounds in the final so
1: I like it okay I love it.
2: All right, so this first warm-up round, like I said, everyone you get is worth one point. Uh, Three strikes, and you're out. Need you to name me. There is 13 of them, basically three three matches or more. Who had the most ladder match appearances now this is just straight up ladder match this isn't a money in the bank or you know a tlc this is just what they call just a straight up ladder match okay and like i said there's 13 of them basically anybody who has been in three or more so whoever wants to go first
1: uh dan you go first
0: okay um are we talking tag teams and everything? Yeah, I mean this is just you know
2: thirteen individuals that have had the most ladder match appearances.
0: Okay. Well, do, do we say tag teams as a whole, or do we say them? No, it's it's, ju- it's just the individual superstars. Just the individual superstars. Yeah, right. Okay.
2: <clears throat> well, I'll say Jeff Hardy. That is number one with twelve.
1: Jeez, it's a lot of abuse on her body.
2: Yeah. And that, and like I said, that doesn't count TLC matches or, you know, right. that's just ladder matches that he's been in.
1: Um, I'm going to say his brother, Matt Hardy.
2: Number three with seven.
0: Okay. Let's see here. How about Kofi Kingston?
2: Not on the list.
0: What? They've been in money in the bank matches like crazy. <clears throat>
2: yeah but this is just ladder matches is what they called it just ladders yeah okay. not not money in the bank or TLC matches I mean just uh, I okay. mean, it could be like multiple ladder yeah it could be multiple tag teams in the ladder match or whatnot, but it's just a ladder match
1: okay hmm edge
2: At number five with six Christian number two with
1: eight. Um, Shawn Michaels,
2: number seven with six.
0: Uh, hmm. Chris Benoit, strike two. Wow. Hm.
1: <clears throat> Shelton Benjamin.
2: Number 12 with 3. Boom. Okay.
0: There are 7 hmm. remaining. Chris Jericho.
2: Number eight, with three. Why
1: do I never guess Jericho? <laughs> you never, never guess Jericho, <laughs> ever. Um, how about that guy I hate, Randy Orton?
2: Strike one.
0: <clears throat> um. <clears throat> John Cena. Strike
3: three. Really? Yeah.
1: Um. <clears throat> let's see, just to rub it in a little bit, let me get another guess out there. Eddie Guerrero.
2: Good guess. Number ten with three. Um. <clears throat> you technically have two strikes to go, so.
1: Uh.
2: And there are one, two, three, four, five remaining.
1: Rey Mysterio. Strike two. Oh, wow. Big show.
2: Strike three. Okay. <laughs> Just wasted some <laughs> strikes away there. All right. <clears throat> Get these together here. All right. The remaining ones. Number four with six, RVD.
1: Ah, yeah, of course.
2: Number six with six, Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Number nine with three, Triple H. Mm.
1: I almost wanted. I almost said Triple H. Uh,
2: number eleven with three, John Morrison or Johnny Nitro,
1: okay, or Johnny Mundo,
2: and number thirteen with three, Sheamus. Mm, wow! Mm. <coughs> All right. So after that round, Derek, you are leading five to three.
1: All right. Cool. <coughs> well, I'm, no lead is safe, so I am not going to get big headed right now. <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: <laughs> going to this next round, just three questions. Uh, every question's worth three points. Okay. Uh, we'll do the the whole lock in your answer, and then we'll yeah, we'll the get them talk, and all. The
1: other one will talk it
2: out. Yeah, you can talk it out if you want, or sit in silence and just do dead air on a podcast. Doesn't yeah, matter. To me. Yeah,
1: let's just talk. <laughs> let's just try to talk out our thoughts as much as we can, Dan.
2: Okay, like I said, the, all of these will pertain to different types of ladder matches. Okay. Uh, first question in this round: At which specific WWE event did the very first Money in the Bank? Ladder match take place.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: They were just talking about this on Jericho's podcast the other day with Baron Corbin. Um... (coughs)
0: Well.
1: Wow. Uh shoot. I know this. I know this. I know this. <laughs> I got I gotta do some math here. I know it. Well, I know you know oh, it. Okay. Right.
2: Um
0: <clears throat> Man, I can't think. <laughs> um,
1: I'm locked in. It's been around for a while. I'm locked in. Okay.
2: Derek is locked in.
1: Think it out, Dan. Think it out loud. Tell the world.
0: I want to say say it was at a WrestleMania, but I know that's not right. I think it was just, it was brought up as a gimmick match in one of the side pay per views, is what I'm thinking. But I could be wrong. Um, I'll go ahead and say... Do I have to put a year on it, or...?
2: Just a specific WWE event.
0: Okay. Um... Shoot. I'll go ahead and say WrestleMania. Which one? Um... Uh, twenty three.
1: Okay. <clears throat> so, like I said, I remember listening to Jericho and Baron Corbin talking about this, and Jericho actually was the inventor of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, I want to say on that show they said WrestleMania twenty two. It's twenty
2: two. Yep. Neither one of you got it right. 21. 21. Dang it! It was WrestleMania 21. Oh, so close. <laughs> oh
0: man. Even I, if I was guessing, I was so close.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know...
2: It was 2005.
1: That I, I wrote down the year 05, and I didn't... I got my <laughs> numbers mixed up as to when the first Mania was. But right. I... Oh, dang it.
2: So, no points on that
1: one. Shit.
2: Okay. And some of these are pretty obscure, so.
1: Well, shit. <laughs> Mike, Mike wins trivia and he has to make the hardest trivia segment ever.
2: Hey, you're winning right now, so. <laughs> I guess. Okay, question number two. King of the Ring 99. There was a handicap match featuring Vince and Shane versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was you know, a handicap ladder match. What was on the line in this match? Yeah, you know, if they I'm locked
0: in, okay. Oh, jeez,
1: <laughs> Crapola. Um What was on? What was the stipulation? What were that? No, it wasn't. It was before the four wheeler, and you couldn't really put that on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> the four, <laughs> having a four wheeler hanging <laughs> above the <laughs> ring. Unstrap <laughs> it, you win, <laughs> and you die. Um, yeah. Uh, what was on the line? I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess Stone Cold's contract was on the line. I know that's not right.
0: Okay. Dan. It was, um, uh, it was Stone Cold's ownership and CEO. That is correct, Dan. Shit.
2: 100%, 100% ownership. Shit. All right. Question number three. Who was the first Money in the Bank winner to cash in on the same night that they won the match? Oh, we lost Dan. (laughs) Yeah, I thought we might have lost him after he said something.
1: I bet you his controller died or something. Uh, Well, we won't. We'll just... Sit there and tell folks, be sure you check out Over <laughs> the, Oh there he is. There he is.
0: You there? Yeah, I'm there. Your controller died, didn't it? No, it didn't. Well. That was on y'all's end, I think. No.
2: <laughs> We're still here. Yeah, Where did we, you go? No, right. <laughs> well, Okay, did you well. hear did you hear the question?
0: <laughs> um did I did I get the answer right on that Stone Cold? Okay, yeah,
2: you did get the answer correct. Yeah.
0: Okay, because it it cut out and then it cut me off, and I'm like, what the heck? Oh, okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yes, you, you did um, get the three points for that one.
0: Okay. All right,
2: uh, and then the next question: Who was the first Money in the Bank winner to cash in on the same night
0: that they won it? Okay. Is Derek already locked in? No, I no. I wanted to wait for you to no. get back. Okay.
1: Oh well, I'm locked in then. <coughs> man, there are several names floating around in my head. I know Seth Rollins. I want to say that the night same he wanted at WrestleMania and went on to cash it in that night and won the title and told Roman Reigns as he was pinning him, "Thank you so much." But for some reason, and I'm looking at his picture in my man cave here. For some reason, the first name that comes to my mind is Mr. PPVRVD.
2: Is that your final answer?
1: That's it.
0: <clears throat> All right, Dan? I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler.
2: All right. The correct answer, Kane. Oh. He won it, held it for 49 minutes, Seriously? and then went and cashed in on Rey Mysterio.
0: That's right, he did.
1: This is the hardest trivia (laughs) segment ever. That means I have to top it with a bunch of New Japan
0: questions. Y'all are fucked next week. (laughs) You're still winning, though. Well, no, you're not. I think I'm winning by one point. One point.
2: So right now, after that round, Derek still has five. Dan has six. Close game, everybody. (laughs) Anybody's game. All right. Question one of round two, I guess we would call this. <clears throat> Armageddon 06. It was a fatal four-way match, ladder match, obviously, for the WWE Tag Team Championships. It was a great match, but the most memorable thing was somebody, as I've, I've always put it, having their face completely destroyed. Yeah, no, they actually injured during the match and their face was just obliterated. Who was that?
0: I'm locked in. I'm locked in too. Uh, Joey Mercury. All right?
1: Joey Mercury.
0: Alright. Both of you got that one. Cause
2: that was horrendous. Yeah, that was, it was especially oh like the after pictures, like his whole face was swollen and just stitches going across and almost like the mankind mask of just stitches. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. Yep. (coughs) All right. Question number two. In on a Raw episode in May of 02, RVD and Eddie Guerrero had a ladder match for the Intercontinental Belt. What incident makes this match so memorable? I'm locked in. Hmm.
0: Oh, oh ho oh, oh. ho. Okay. Um a fan got in the ring and tried to keep Eddie from climbing the ladder. Okay. Derek?
1: Yes, that happened as well. And then um you also heard say um, you also heard Eddie Guerrero say, uh, damn it, Vicky <laughs> But yeah, the fan jumped in the ring and he got kicked in the head by Eddie Guerrero too. He yeah. got punched, he got his ass whooped. Yeah, by as Eddie he Guerrero. was getting
2: pulled out of the ring, Eddie walked over and clocked him one good yep. time. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, see, this isn't the hardest fucking trivia question ever.
1: You're still getting a bunch of New Japan questions.
2: (laughs) All right. Question number three Which money in the bank winner held on to the briefcase the longest before cashing in? So, held it for the most amount of days before actually cashing it
0: in? Oh, man.
1: Hmm. I'm locked in with an incorrect answer.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back to Dolph Ziggler on this. Okay. It's probably wrong, but
1: Derek. I said CM Punk.
2: Correct answer
0: Edge. Two hundred and eighty days. Wow.
1: real well this
2: part. <laughs> 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 Alright. After that round, Derek has 11. Dan, you have 12.
0: I'm still winning <laughs> by one point.
2: Okay. <clears throat> Halftime question. Basically... There are six parts to this question. You will get five points for every one that you give me. And what is basically the first recognized WWE ladder match? And here's what I need to know. And this is the first recognized WWE ladder match. Who were the participants? What title was on the line? The event it happened at, the year, and who won. And let me know if I need to repeat any of those.
1: I think I'm locked in with my incorrect answers. <laughs> <laughs> Said how many answers were there? There were five answers to this. Oh well, uh, per- so there are two participants. Okay, so title. that counts as two answers, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: Okay.
2: Participants, mm-hmm, title, mm-hmm. event, year, and who won?
0: Okay, I've got uh, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania 10 and Razor Ramon 1. <clears throat> Did you want to go for a year? Uh year hmm Year would have been ninety
1: three. Okay. Derek, what do you have? Well I said Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, Intercontinental title, WrestleMania ten. I said Shawn Michaels won it, and the year was ninety-four.
2: <clears throat> okay. Here are the correct answers. The first recognized WWE ladder match was actually never aired. You can now find it on the WWE Network. It was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels (laughs) for the Intercontinental title.
0: Uh, (laughs) And see, I actually knew about this, but I didn't know (laughs) who the participants were. Right. Uh,
2: The event was at WWE Wrestling Challenge. The year was 92 and Bret Hart won.
1: So, serious was the dumbest fucking question I've ever asked. <laughs> <trivia.
2: laughs> <laughs> well, you both got ten points on it because <laughs> you knew HBK and the Intercontinental Title. Mm.
0: You're so fucked. Next week, You're so <laughs> 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 he's not. He's not after I'm effed. Because. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually he actually watches New Japan. I don't. <laughs> all right.
2: So it is now twenty one to twenty two. <clears throat> all right. This round points are going up to seven apiece. Still the same format and all. First question, <clears throat> and no mercy. 99 It was a tag team ladder match. The winner got Terry Runnels as her as their uh valet or manager and $100,000. Who were the two teams in this match?
1: You have to get both teams to get the answer. Yeah. I have no fucking
4: clue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, you could make an educated guess just around the time period
1: '99. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. Yet alone something all the way back in '99.
2: But you remember that the latter match was at WrestleMania 10.
1: Well, everyone, everyone in their mother <laughs> that watched that's watched wrestling in the past 20 years knows what the WrestleMania 10 card was. I really, I don't, I have no, I have no guess. 99 tag teams. Dan, are you locking in?
0: Um, I know I got one of them, maybe. Um, I'll go ahead and lock in. I, I really
1: have no flipping clue what <clears throat> tag teams would have been in this match. We'll just throw out two. The Smoking Guns and the Godwins.
0: Okay. Well, the Smoking Guns weren't together in 99. Shut up. That. <laughs> <Just> shut <laughs> up. Alright, Dan. I'm pretty sure maybe the Godwins weren't either. I don't know. Maybe they had gotten <laughs> out by that time. Naked Midian might have been hanging around. Uh <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, Well, I know one of them was the Hardy Boys. But, and I'm really kind of iffy on that. But um, the other one that I'm thinking of, uh, I'll say the Dudleys. You were half right.
2: That's what I thought. <laughs> Hardy's were actually the new brood at the time, mm-hmm. and they were against Edge and Christian. Ah,
0: <clears throat> so no points on that one. Because <clears throat> I remember, um, I remember looking back uh, on WWE Network around ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere in there. And I hit play on, like, a backlash pay-per-view or something, some weird name pay-per-view. And the first match comes out, and it's Terry, and she's coming to the ring with the Hardy Boys. Right. <laughs> and it was the weirdest-looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, when did this happen?
2: <laughs> All right, next question. Worth seven points. Tables, ladders, and chairs, 2011. Who did Triple H defeat in the first and only Sledgehammer ladder match? Holy crap. Basically, there was just a Sledgehammer hanging above the ladder.
1: I'm locked in. With the wrong
0: answer. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the wrong one on this one, too. I'm ah, <laughs> uh, Jeez. Uh what year was it? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Huh. Okay. Um Kevin Nash. Derek.
1: Isaac Chris Jericho.
2: Correct answer, Kevin Nash. Jesus Christ. All right. Question number three, worth seven points. Who is the only male superstar to win Money in the Bank twice? I'm
1: locked in. Money in the
0: Bank twice. And you had to put mail on there, didn't you? Yeah, I had to now. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to get caught in a technicality. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. How about Seamus?
1: Okay, Derek. I said CM Punk, and you are correct. I'm glad CM I got Punk, one. there Great you go. I'm glad I got one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the
2: funny thing is, it is now 28 to 29.
0: It's the
1: weirdest scored trivia game ever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, next round, basically the final round before the final worth seven points uh let's see october 7th 2002 this was a raw roulette episode because it was in vegas
1: oh those fucking episodes this (laughs) match
2: was dubbed as tlc4 it was a fatal four-way tag match for the tag titles obviously one half of the reigning champs was forced to defend by themselves. Who was that? Oh, shit.
1: What year was it again?
2: 02. Who was forced to defend by themselves and actually won the match? And then for a bonus, three points, who was the partner that was unable to compete?
1: 2002. Uh, I have no clue. I have no clue.
0: I'll lock in.
1: I'm just gonna... Uh, you know, the Hardy Boys are coming to mind, and I'm gonna say the Hardy Boys and the one that didn't compete was Matt. But that may have been after they'd broken up and Matt was doing his Mattitude thing. Alright,
2: so you're saying Jeff was the single...
1: Jeff, Jeff Hardy was a single, Matt... Wasn't able to participate.
0: Okay. Dan? <coughs> I'm gonna say it was Chris Benoit, and Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho was not able to compete.
2: <coughs> okay. The correct answer was Kane. Okay. Wow. His partner, which was one of the greatest tag team names ever, Hurricane Helms, known as Hurricane.
1: Ah, gotcha.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had completely forgotten about that tag team. (laughs) Most people did.
2: Okay, question number two. Which WWE superstar has gone winless in all five TLC matches he's participated in? (laughs) It's been in five. That's a big zero for all of them.
1: Hmm. I'm locked in.
2: This is TLC
0: matches. TLC specifically. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure on this one. Um, I'm going to go Big Show.
1: Derek? Said Bubba Ray Dudley.
2: Correct answer is Jeff Hardy. He's been in wow. five and never won a single one. And he, wow. he's he's the person who's been in the most actual TLC matches. All right, final question here of the round: Who was the first superstar to win w, uh, to win Money in the Bank and not win the championship afterwards? So he won the briefcase, but
1: he failed to cash it. But
2: in. did not win the championship.
0: I'm locked in.
1: <clears throat> so I know for a fact, Damian Sandow. Um, was a failed cash-in, but I don't think he was the first. I'm going to say, I think RVD had a failed cash-in. So I'm going to go with Rob Van Dam.
2: Dan?
0: Uh, I'm going to say Damian Sandow.
2: Correct answer, Mr. Kennedy. Shit. He won the third Money in the Bank ladder match, and then lost the briefcase in t- in a match with Edge. So he never even got the opportunity to cash in.
1: Well, that's not a failed cash in. I didn't say failed cash Uh-oh. in. I said <laughs> who well, won it
2: and did not win a championship <laughs> because of it.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> technicality. Yeah. The words. The words.
2: Okay, well, no points during
0: that round. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shiki, baby. All <laughs> right.
2: So... It is still 28 to 29. Dan, you're in the lead. It doesn't seem like much, but this may be a huge lead for all we know. Final round. Final question, really. Not doing the whole wager thing. Basically, you will get 10 points for every correct answer you give. But you will lose 10 points for an incorrect one.
0: Wow.
2: Now I'll go over it a little bit more once I give you the the question itself. Basically, just need the six. Just name me as many of the six superstars that participated in the very first Money in the Bank ladder match that happened at what we know now is WrestleMania twenty one. Like I said, you'll get ten points for everyone. Did you get correct? You'll lose ten if you give wrong ones list as many as you can. If you only know two and don't want to risk any more points, then only give the two. You won't be penalized for no answer. (coughs) Six participants. The first money in the bank ladder match.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> All right. I'm locked in with my answers. Okay. Uh, I'm questionable on one of them. I only got four.
2: Okay. Mm mm mm.
1: So, like, when you wrote this trivia segment, you're like, man, I'm going to fuck them up. (laughs) Is that what your whole process was when you came up with this? I'm going to fuck them up. I
2: always do theme.
1: That's hard. That's (laughs) hard. That's some hard trivia. Be sure you follow at (laughs) WolfMike23 and let him know how hard his fucking trivia segment is. (laughs) Tweet him. Tell him, like, hey, bro, that was hard. (laughs) At Wolfmike twenty
2: three. will you be complaining about it if you win?
1: Well, I don't think I'm gonna win.
0: <laughs> uh I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Damn I it's gonna be it's gonna be reminiscent of uh the trivia warfare podcast. <laughs> In the lead the whole time. Until the end.
1: (laughs) You weren't in the lead the whole time.
0: I jumped out there after the the first round.
1: Uh... Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys.
2: I really thought you were going to change the lyrics there and say, don't let them grow up to be Wolf Mike. No, no, I (laughs) wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that if that's the worst you've ever done in your life, I'd say you have a good life there. I'm coming up with hard ass video <laughs> segments.
0: I've only got three. Um, dang. <clears throat> you can roll with that if you want, if you want to try to play it safe. And I'm really not sure about one. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave him off. All right. I'll, well, Shelton Benjamin, I'm pretty sure of. And the only other one I can think of from the time period is Chris Benoit that would have been in that match. Um, and those are the two. I said test, but I take, I'm taking him off because I don't, I don't want that penalty there. And I don't think that's right anyway. Um, So just Shelton Benjamin and Chris Benoit are going to be my only two answers.
2: Okay. Give me one second here. All right, Derek.
1: So, like I said, I have four. Um, I know Edge won it. Uh, Chris Jericho came up with it. Sheldon Benjamin had some sick ladder spots. And the one I was iffy on that I wrote down was Kane. So Jericho, Benjamin, Kane, Edge.
2: (coughs) Okay. The six participants in the very first Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 21. Edge.
1: Yeah, he won it.
2: Chris Benoit. Huh? Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho. Yep. Shelton Benjamin. Yep. Kane. Yep. And Christian.
1: I almost said Christian too, but.
0: So there you go. <laughs> so You've been the- bitching bitchin and moaning the whole time, <laughs> and then you win on the last question well, just I, like every I just other damn... How
1: did you not guess Edge? We all know he was the first person to cash in at New Year- the New Year's... Revol- Revol- no, 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 no. <laughs> you Revolution. all know. I don't
0: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dan, you're the wrestling historian on this podcast,
0: so you should have known that.
2: yeah, yeah. All right, so the final score.
0: Let's go back to the 80s. I, I'm, I'm great <laughs> on the 80s. Come on.
2: <laughs> final score, Dan ended up with 49. And Derek, <laughs> the winner, with 68. Respectful score. Derek knows some yeah. ladder stuff.
1: I, no, I, I really don't. <laughs> I just happen to know the most most of the participants in that match. Hey, did y'all hear Lana's new song? Let me see if it'll play. Hopefully it'll play. Dancing on a chair, dancing on a chair, dancing on a chair, dancing on a fucking chair, dancing on a chair, dancing on a chair, dancing on a chair, dancing on a fucking chair. Lana's here, Lana's here, Rusev, Lana's here, Lana's here. She married Rusev, dancing on a chair, dancing on a fucking chair, dancing on a chair. Dancing on a fucking chair, dancing on a chair, dancing on a fucking chair, dancing on a chair, she's dancing on a fucking chair, la na la na lana, la la na la na blue dress la na la na la lana stupid Americans putin putin tin putin tin tin someone dubbed over music, I thought that was hilarious. That is hilarious. Good trivia segment, Mike, hard as hell. I mean, Jesus!
2: You got sixty-eight points out of it.
1: Yeah, because I knew I got, I had twenty-eight <laughs> leading up to it. We only had twenty-nine. And you won, <laughs> anyway. That <laughs> notwithstanding, <laughs> that folks from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for support- supporting us for a hundred episodes. I mean, it, it's hard. It, 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 this is a hard thing to do every week. Get together, come up with a show. And, you know, not only we don't want to be every other podcast, which is why we do our trivia segment, which I right. think has been a great addition to this show. But it's all because of the support we get from you guys. You know, you listen. And that's the only reason we get to. We love to talk wrestling, but we love to discuss it with you guys. So please, you know, listen to our episodes. We're open to discussion on Twitter. We give you our Twitter accounts every week at Derek Oversell, at Dangerous, or at One Dangerous Dan, at Wolf Mike 23. Follow us and discuss wrestling with us because it's something we all love. I mean, it's just an art form like no other. And the fact that we get together and do this every week, this <laughs> is one of the, my favorite parts of the week is to get together, talk wrestling with my friends, have some fun with a trivia segment. Maybe talk to a wrestler or two, you know, depending on when we can get them lined up. But, folks, that is going to be it for this week. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you for this very special episode 100. Who is your
0: superstar
1: of the week
2: dan go
0: ahead with it i'm gonna say joe samoa joe. i think i picked joe last week um or last episode and uh you know i'm sticking with joe i'm i'm excited to see how this uh great balls of fire main event goes
2: eric
1: i'm gonna go. wait a minute i always go last not this time. Oh, wow. It's a special 100th episode. Oh, We okay. have to switch things up. <laughs> I am going to go with Oscar and Nikki Cross for the last woman standing match they had on NXT last night. Jesus Christ, they beat the hell out of each other.
2: I'm going with Mike and Maria Kanellis for making the jump, coming to WWE, and for him taking her last name. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And I also want to mention real quick. You know, it, it's big props to Derek because this is truly your hundredth episode. Me and Dan have, you know, we're probably somewhere in the eighties, mm-hmm. probably each. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, we've granted, been in and out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of it is because you know we can't do it without your equipment anyway. So you're going to be on every episode. <laughs> but yeah. this is truly you <laughs> doing a hundred episodes, even if even if both of us weren't here, you still you still pulled and out it, the the, well, the work.
1: You know, the, this project was started with I you know me and mike we've wanted to do something like this for years whether it was on youtube or something like that and finally it's like let's just do a podcast um and it's just a labor of love i mean you know i, I my first preference is to always record with you guys but if you guys can't <laughs> go i'm i need we need the content out there and uh luckily we've got some great supporting friends that's that you know i can reach out to for this show But, folks, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes and wherever podcasts are available. While you're there, leave us a five-star review and leave us a comment. We will read them on the air. Folks, this is it for this week. You've been – let me get my music ready. Hold on i start <laughs> making myself run out of breath as I i gotta it tell you 100 i gotta yeah i gotta tell you like all that screaming i did man <laughs> i was out of breath for like two days after doing it and, and, and i've got
2: an idea real quick you know uh who's gonna be in charge of trivia next week probably me okay why don't we have some of the listeners like tweet you oh yeah questions great idea you? you know Private message them directly to yeah. you, so we can't see them and research them or whatever beforehand.
1: Yeah, uh, at Derek D E R I C K O V R S E L. To tell you better yet, if you have if you have trivia questions you want used in this segment, email them to me. Right. Email them to me. Oversell Podcast at Gmail. Stay out of the Oversell Podcast Gmail. Nah, I, I will oh, punch I you. Never get it <laughs> anyway. I, just email them to me. That's going to be the best way. It's on our. Uh, I think our email is on our Twitter page. If not, I'll add it. You can go to Oversell Pod dot right. com email is there but it's oversell podcast at gmail dot com send me those that'd be a lot of fun i'd love to see the questions you guys could come up with um you've been listening to the oversell podcast